Welcome to the Uncrowned Podcast. This is your host, Joe Butis, or as any of my socials would like to call me, JB Motivation. This podcast solely pretty much goes over the mental, physical, spiritual, communal, and anything that has to do with a man's life. However, we do touch on other worldly topics because, in a sense, they all do affect men as a whole. Please enjoy the listen. Don't forget to like, share, follow, check out our merch site, get me on for coaching, or whatever else it may be. But other than that, enjoy the show, you sons of bitches. Toasted, they had another release. Elijah Craig did? Elijah Craig toasted. Ooh, yeah, try that. I missed it. Oh, they're... It goes, it goes time. quick. Oh, shit. Yeah. I would love to get a bottle of Elijah Craig toasted. I heard it's very good. Uh, yeah, the Basil Hayden toasted was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, that's easier to get than the Elijah Craig toasted. Interesting. Yep. Very, very interesting. So... Um... Alright, so yep, welcome to the Uncrowned Podcast, this is a live recorded podcast, it's not going to be a Q&A really as much as um, it was last time, more along the lines of, we're going to have topics to discuss, and then obviously if there's anything that is relating to what we're already talking about, we'll kind of go over that, but the Uncrowned Podcast is a podcast for men, men's life, making them better, making them feel like they're not alone, having a sense of community and bringing back the uh, masculine men in his, all his glory. JB Motivation, or, you know, Joe, as normal humans call me. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I'm just Mike, and people just call me Mike. Yeah, it'll be a little weird if people called you just Mike. Yeah. Just a little bit. But I'm, I'm just, just Mike. Yep. All right, so for the topic for today, you know, we had a couple <laughs> ideas flowing out there, and I, had, I made one video today, you know, that it resonated with me, and I know it resonated with a lot of other guys, too. Um, and I know we could definitely touch on this a lot, is what happens when a man, like, finally has this breaking point? Like, that running joke of, oh, guys just bottle up their emotions and stuff. Yeah, except that bottle breaks. You know, eventually it does break. So I figured we can maybe talk about that, maybe talk about, you know, how to try to avoid that to the best of your ability. You know, see, so you don't have that final breaking point, and, you know, sometimes people end up as collateral when it, when it comes down to it, when that happens. Yeah, they do something reckless, yeah, um, destructive, whether it's self-destructive or um, destructive in other ways. But right. Yeah, it's like a volcano, man. It just it's got to erupt, and you don't want it to cause chaos. You know, if you can uh, tame it and address it sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, all goes back to kind of what I always say: is like you need that good group of guy friends where you can kind of, you know, let those emotions. You know, go little by little. You know, be very open to a lot of talking, talking with the guys, because 
if you don't, that's when you end up getting to that point. And I mean, it's pretty well known with the men community um, that you can't really go to your woman with a, with a lot of your, your bigger feelings. You should let her know what's going on, kind of like, you know, if there's something that she needs to be a part of or if it's going to affect you guys. However, coming to her almost like um, trying to confide in her in that manner, I feel like nine times out of ten never really results in a, a good positive outcome. Damn. We have a dog. Yeah. And she's been misbehaving and locked up, so she's a little hyperactive now. Yep, there she is. That's oh. Emmy. <laughs> but yeah. So how do I where, where do you want to kinda start this off with? I mean there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, I guess, there's a lot of things that can lead to, I would say, triggers. Like, we all have different amounts of stuff that we can deal with on the day-to-day. -day. It's the stuff that builds up over time, you know, I guess some of the bigger things. These aren't the, the small things, like. No. This isn't like the little, you know. You popped your tire and yeah, go fucking kill yourself. Yeah, there's there's annoying things that happen every day in life that, you know, irritate the shit out of you, someone cuts you off, or, yeah, you blow a tire, you know, whatever it is. It, the small shit you got to be able to just brush off to the side and just be like, hey, it is what it is. And you move forward. It's the bigger things. The the And obviously, I think the biggest things that we we come across are the relationships. Hard times in relationships, you know, that lead to breakups, divorce, things like that. I think that... Loss of, loss of work. Yeah. One. Loss of jobs. Um, injuries. Yeah, injuries can definitely be, be a big factor, too. Like, I know you have a very hard time dealing with if your injury, not let you continue your job anymore. <coughs> yeah. Or it wouldn't be the end-all, be-all, I know, because I know you, no. you know, dabble with other things, but I know that would be extremely hard for you to kind of get past. It would be. Um... I don't think it would it would cause me to build up the emotions where I would like lock them down, but it would definitely be a stressor um, because I did put a lot of time and effort into becoming the person I am in my career, mm -hmm. and uh, for that to end so abruptly, that would suck. Yeah, I mean, it was really devastating when I found out I couldn't stay in the Marine Corps after I got hurt. Like, you know, you, you go in and I went in, you know, for all of it, I said we got a gift. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I went into that gun ho Like I'm gonna take charge. I'm gonna do what I can. You know, if I'm able to make this a career, career, awesome. Because I was loving it, just like fucking McDonald's. Like, um, but after you know everything got put at a halt, it was like I just got put back to square one. I was like, fuck, now what? You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys, if you do have a question, we can um, answer them if it's related to the topic we're talking about. So I am able to view them. So if it is related to the subject at hand, uh, please go ahead and put it out there. Um, I think, so I think this is best described, like different things that might be able to get you to that point, um, by just going over my, my fucking, my experience last year. Or not last, uh, the end of the end of 2021, going into the early of 2022, I feel like that's a really good example of like the series of unfortunate events that ended up leading me to like fuck it. Yeah. So pretty much what had happened was I 
just broke up with um, my girlfriend at the time, and I didn't want to really. It was one of those like my hand was kind of forced if I stayed in that situation. It was not going to be good for me at all mentally. Then from there, I had a couple other things that were influencing me that weren't exactly the best. They were very negative influence, the people I was hanging around, the things that I was doing, which didn't help my, my mental state at all whatsoever. And I started to slowly fall off that, um, that, that end, right? Because after that, I ended up getting really sick. After I got sick, I was bedridden and fell off for probably over a month. I lost a lot of my size. I lost a lot of my motivation. I lost all that momentum that I had. And that alone in itself did a number on my mental health. You watch yourself wither away, it fucks with you. Then after that, I ended up crashing my car. I was out of a car having to pay for a, a rental that was a lot of freaking money because the insurance company was screwing me over left and right when it came to that. But everything else was going okay. I was still afloat, whatever. I left my job due to a lot of drama, a lot of stuff that you know I wasn't happy with, um, thinking that, you know, I can do other things on the side because my social media was doing great at the time. However, everything else that I was doing was not helping sustain that. So little did I know, I was on a runaway train that was destined to go right off the bridge. And I was doing things I definitely should not have been doing. I was drinking way too much. I was having, coming from a guy, it sounds weird, but I was having way too much sex. I was being involved in, you know, drugs or certain situations that I, I was, I was coping. Yep. Uh, I, was, I was coping with, you know, the loss of the life that I thought I had had, coping with the fact that, you know, I'm stressed out about the car, coping with the fact that, you know, I, I lost my body, pretty much, and then, you know, one thing led to another, and my bank account was running dry, I wasn't working, um, and then I made the bad decision to meet up uh, with a chick in Miami to see Jordan Peterson, which, I don't regret that, that was an amazing experience, I regret the way that I went about it also kind of, in a sense, regretted that I went in general because I was not in the position to, but I do, I did enjoy hearing him speak. But I did not have the stability mentally, financially, or physically to be able to go there, do what I need to do, and then get back up. I ended up getting stuck down there because my poor sorry ass is fucking broke. And so my parents ended up having to bail me out a little bit. I got all the way up here. Meanwhile, Little did I know the insurance company had closed the case, so I no word on that. You remember all that stuff. Yep. Um, I basically got screwed on the back end, had to have them reopen up the case. Meanwhile, I was losing money hand over fist with this rental because after a while, it starts to get really expensive, and that's, that's when gas prices starting to really go up too. So after that, you know, I had gotten back, and I had found out that my bank account had ran dry. I was thousands of dollars in debt. And if I didn't return the car, my rental, they were going to repo it, and they were going to put a warrant out for my arrest for Grand Theft Auto. Yep. And at that point... I remember all that. Dude, it was, it was so bad. At that point, you know, I was a really bad drug addict. I coped with, with drinking, you know, or, you know, women in the bed. And um, I was in debt. No car. No job. I was about to get evicted from my apartment. I pretty much, everything that I had worked to build, I had lost it in a matter of months. I just watched everything that I had go away. And at that point, that was my fucking moment. That's, that honestly was probably the lowest I've ever been. So fuck it. 
emptied out all the bullets out of my out of my mag. Took the one, and I remember I took a picture of it, and I guess it was like almost my my little cry for help. I took a picture of it and I captured it. Only need one, right? Mm-hmm. That's all you need. And I just sat there with with my Canon TSP Elite just in my mouth, bawling my eyes out, just wait like. Just waiting for something to click, that was a reason enough for me to be like, yep, this is justified. I'm done. I ended up falling asleep. Thank God. I ended up sleeping for 14 hours. By then, it was on borderline, a worn out from my arrest. My parents came to my apartment. My dad gave me two options. I either go back with them to Indiana, or I get put in a, uh, a hospital for help. But that was that was my fucking moment. But as like I had talked about in the, my last video, went through all that. I waited until I was alone, no one else was around, and I just fucking lost it. I was I was broken. I was beaten down. I was done. Well, I remember being through that with you, and you know some of that I didn't know about until much later, and. Uh, you know, my advice to you at the time was, why didn't you reach out? And that's the thing. We're very, very proud people. And uh, there, there's a, a guy in the feed here. He's just running his fucking mouth. He's kind of pissing me off. Rodrigo, you're being kind of an asshole. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, Joe does help a lot of people here. He's saying that your your stuff is bullshit. doesn't help anybody. Oh, is he the dude with the purple profile or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, you can go ahead and remove him. <clears throat> I can't do that here. I think it gave you permissions as a moderator. But either way, you know, Rodrigo, he jumps on here. Obviously, he, he likes to follow you. Um, but, uh... Yeah, let the, let the haters hate. The, the biggest thing, you know, about these podcasts and, and what Joe and I are trying to do here is we're sharing experiences with other people to let them know that um, they're not alone in the world in, in these situations, that other people go through these experiences. And we're sharing personal experiences to let other people know that, like, hey, we've come out on the other end of these things. And, you know, to say that we don't have the tools... To help others, uh, it would be a false statement because the whole point behind these podcasts is to share our experience with others. Okay, what they take from that is up to them. Everyone interprets things differently. Mm-hmm. Okay, what they take from this, there might be just a thirty-second segment of this that just strikes the right chord with them and helps them make a difference, helps them make them a positive change in their life. And if you're going to come on here and fucking blast us. Get the fuck out of here. Take your negativity somewhere else because we're here to help other people and you're not doing us any good by, by you know, just bagging on us and bagging on Joe and his videos. Dude, go go somewhere else, all right? So that that's just, uh, <laughs> that's my two cents here, but... I can't tell. Is there a dude uh, named Chaz in the chat? Yeah, Chaz, Chaz kind of, uh, yeah. he got in there and... Yeah, Ch- uh, Ch- Chaz is my main moderator. Yeah, he's he kind of muted him. So there's there's a, a a woman in here and uh, where are you Kimberly? Mm. Kimberly, uh, she's going through something that's it's very difficult for Kimberly, and it seems like her husband is her boyfriend. I don't know what he is. Someone in a relationship with her. He's seeing random lim- random women, and she said that she's okay with a lot, but this is an issue. She's voiced this, and he has said he'd stop, but he clearly hasn't, and she wants a divorce, and she pays for everything. She doesn't want to have to deal with it. And she goes, is this best? And I think I'm the probably the best one to answer this. Being in a situation where I had a cheating spouse, 
Um, if someone's cheating on you and they don't respect you, don't put yourself in a situation. This is your life. Make yourself happy. Okay. If you have kids, I don't know if you have kids, but um, yeah, it's it's not going to change. Once a cheater, always a cheater. And that statement has held true for me um, personally. And I can tell you that I've put my happiness and uh, ahead of everything else other than my daughter's. I put her happiness above everything else in this world. But then I put mine. Um, and you have to put yourself first. And by putting yourself first, you'll also benefit your family, your kids, because they recognize it. When you're not yourself and you have these emotions and you're trying to deal with it and you're trying to be a good parent and, you know, and I struggled with this. My daughter would, would be like, Daddy, are you okay? And I couldn't be a good father because the emotions were so built up inside me that no matter how hard I tried to be a good dad and try to be happy, I struggled on a daily basis and I felt guilty because I couldn't bring my daughter joy because I had so much sadness within me that eventually I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm done with this. I'm no longer going to deal with this. I'm going to be respected. I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to respect myself because if I allow this to continue, then I can't complain. So what I did is I got myself out of the situation and I can tell you I'm a million times happier for it. It was tough. I was sad. I was hurt. I cried a lot. But you know what? I got through it on the other end and I'm a million times happier. And it ended up becoming a blessing. I've done so much more traveling. I've done so much more with my daughter. And uh, my recommendation to you is do what you feel is right in your heart, what makes you happiest, and what you think is going to benefit you and your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's like there's a lot of different circumstances or different things that can um, kind of lead a man to his breaking point. And kind of going back to what you had, I had mentioned earlier, um, saying, why didn't I reach out? Well, one, you're absolutely right on that. Sometimes it is a lot harder for other people or for some people to reach out than others, you know. Um, but kind of like what we had saw today in the, the one TikTok that I showed you. So there, there was one, one video, and it was really, really actually sad to, sad to watch, talking about how 29% of men are reported, you know, having consistent sex. And what was it? In the past Two, year. Yep, and then, t what, 27% has six or more friends, like close friends, and those 15% said they didn't have anybody? Yeah, any close friends. And those statistics are just mind-blowing. Like, so we wonder why all these guys are like, it's so relatable that they hit this breaking point or, you know, they don't reach out or whatever. Um, it's like, we're, we're lonely in the sense that we either don't have a relationship or a partner that can kind of maybe help support us when we're, when we're down. But then even in the other sense of, they may not have close friends to help them through those hard times or maybe give them advice or give them that helping hand. And so it's like they're kind of just on their own fighting their own demon in the storm in their head and not there's not a lot of people that are strong enough to really make it through that. And I'm not saying these people are weak. I'm just saying sometimes it is that fucking much and it gets that fucking hard that it's almost like I get it. I understand why. 
I understand why they broke down, flipped their shit. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying sometimes it's the right thing to do because some men can get violent when they when they lash out. But at that point, it's that's just all they have tried to vocalize it, verbalize it. Maybe they can't form the words in their head. They don't know what else to do just to just be just release. Yeah. It's hard if you don't have close friends. And it's even if you do have close friends, our pride takes over. Yeah. You know, and it really does because we want to be strong. We want to, you know, it sucks that we've created this persona that we men can't be emotional and men can't share their feelings with each other. And, and guess what? There are times that I've reached out to friends just so that they, they would listen. They didn't have to give me the answers. I just needed to get it out, right? I needed those feelings to not be within me, and I needed to verbalize them, and I needed to be heard, and someone to just say, dude, it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All you need sometimes is just that person to hear you and just let you know, hey, it's going to be all right. You're going to be good. This part of your life is going to suck, you know? But it's for a reason. Um, you know? It is for a reason, and and things happen for a reason. I was cheated on multiple times by my ex-wife, and it happened for a reason. And you know, I didn't see that reason in the beginning, but now that I'm not in that situation, it's because I was a different person in the in the marriage. I changed who I was. I sacrificed things in my marriage. I was no longer the person that I was previously. And, I'm not against personal growth, but she started changing my personality, and mm-hmm. I started becoming different around my friends, friends that had known me for, you know, 10, 15 years prior to her, and they were just telling me, they're like, you're just different, and when I got out of that relationship, they were like, dude, you're back, the old you is back, because then I could be myself, I was no longer stifled, I no longer had to conform to someone else's opinion on how I should behave and how I should how I should be. You should be able to be yourself. And that person should appreciate you for who you are. And they should, should respect you and be there for you, be a supporter of you and someone that you can confide in. Because, yeah, you know, just like you said, things are going to be tough financially. Things are going to be tough at work. And if you have a good partner, you know, that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to add to that just a little bit as of like a an aside, um, yes, it should be like, be there, this me, whatever, you know, not try to conform you like you were talking about. However, if you or your partner is engaging in activities that are not only either self-harmful or harmful into the relationship, it's not that they're going to try to change who you are. It's just they're trying to bring the best out of you because you're sitting there self-sabotaging either your own life, the relationship, maybe your job. And it's not them trying to change you as opposed to, hey, I want to, I know you can, I know you're better than this. Right. Type thing. You know, it's not just like you're in a relationship and you're like, <laughs> oh, you know, they're just a, they're just an alcoholic. It's just, it is what it is. You know, except yeah. me, it, I'm me, for, or they're just fat as fuck. Except me for me. It's like, no, you are purposely or subconsciously unintentionally doing a greater harm than good. Yeah, this... This was different, like, this was more personality traits, like, well, me right. being a football fan on Sundays, and I want to, you know, enjoy footballs on well, Sundays. Right, 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 I just want to do Well, a... why do you have to watch football? You know, like, yeah. because I fucking like it. You know, like, to get shit about that, 
That's that's the shit I'm talking about. Yeah. Where I had to change and conform. But yes, things that are toxic to myself, like you said, you're drinking. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's addiction to porn or whatever the situation is. Yeah, that's toxic to the relationship, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not that's not what I was relating to, but yeah, I get what you're, you're saying here. I, I always like to expand and explain just a little bit yeah. because sometimes <clears throat> it goes over people's heads and like, well, he told me not to do this. And it's, like, <laughs> it's like, no, I did it. <laughs> yeah. It's out of context. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like that's kind of going over a lot of the stuff that can you know, lead us to that point. But what, what can we do as men to kind of, kind of hard not to get to that point because life is so crazy and it it's so unexpected sometimes we can do everything that we possibly can and it will still hit us like a fucking ton of bricks you know what i mean but there are i feel like there are some things that we can do especially as as men moving forward to help at least alleviate some of that weight or at least maybe when that break does happen you're not running your fist through a wall or putting a gun to your mouth yeah um I mean, for me, the gym has always been my my uh, my space to allow my stress to be taken out in a healthy manner. Mm. I've never really been an alcohol guy. I mean, I'm <laughs> drinking a bourbon here. As, but, we're, uh, as we're sipping on bourbon. Yeah, as we're sipping on bourbon. But it's not been like a coping thing. It's more mm. of something that I enjoy the taste of and, and having one every now and then. But it's never been a coping mechanism. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you what. When I, when I got depressed, I... I close off to everybody. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, that's what's hard. It's hard to... It's hard to bring that to people, whether they're your friends or not. And... Like I said, it's the biggest thing, I think, is our pride. And being able to confide in people and let them know, like, being vulnerable is really hard for us. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I think that's the, the biggest thing that we need to do is become more vulnerable with friends, family, you know, if you don't have those close guy friends, and there's someone mentioned in here that they didn't have any close guy friends, I guarantee you have some people that are really close to you, whether it's a family member, it's a friend, it's a coworker. I'm sure you have some people in your life that are very close to you and realize that there's people that care about you, and the people that care about you are the ones that want you happy. And so... Kind of on that, too, because I do get a lot of those comments. Like, I don't, I don't have anybody. There's no one there. I'm by myself. Okay, cool. I highly doubt you are that unlikable of a human being where you can't go to the gym or go out in public or even at your job or something and try to make a friend. Just start there. Just one. Or maybe get into, like, a group of friends. Like, just kind of, like, be the new person in the group. Like, I doubt you are that unlikable of a person. Yeah. Find your hobby. What What is something that you're passionate about? Are you into fitness? Are you into remote control airplanes? I saw a badass one in the back of some guy's truck. Nice. It was fucking huge. Took up the whole bed of the truck. Jeez. I was like, you sure this remote control? <laughs> I feel like you could ride that son of a bitch. Um, but there's got to be a hobby that you're into. There's clubs and things that you can get into. And just start talking to people. And, you know, when you start meeting up with people and you, you you share the same hobby, you have something in common already, then you can use that to build a friendship. And people are willing to talk about things that you're going through, you know, and sometimes it's easier to confide in people that you don't know. 
Yep. You know, like people that, you know, I was just on a cruise. I could tell those people whatever I wanted. They you know never, why? Because I will never again. see them again. There's a couple people I might see again on the cruise. They were badass. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you always make friends on the crap. So, hey, whoever sent that gift, we appreciate that. Oh, cool. Which one was that? I don't know. It was like some starry galaxy, galaxy thing. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Shit, I lost my train of thought. I got all distracted by the blue sky. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so that's why for some people, like, therapists are great. Because you don't know that person. You just trauma dump on them. <coughs> but then you get to some people that are like, I don't know you. Why am I going to tell you my whole life story? So it's, like, it's, a, it's a give and take, and everyone's different. You just got to find your thing, pretty much. You got you to gotta find, you know, the where you feel the most comfortable. And so, kind of drop that, uh, I can do it by myself. I don't need anyone else. You're, you're full of shit. I'm sorry, you're full of shit. We're human. We were not created to be alone. We were not created to be this lone wolf going around doing whatever. No. I, I believe in God and I believe in creation and all that, so I'm not ashamed to say it. But even with the first man, he created Eve because it's not good for a man to be alone. He created him a helper. And even moving forward from that, we have family, we have community. We were not meant to be alone. If you ever look at any, any of the, the scenarios where people were heavily isolated, it drives them fucking crazy. That was, it's, a, it's actually a fucking torture, ta- torture tactic. That was, that was what they were doing in fucking uh, Australia with the lockdowns and COVID. Like, Australians, they couldn't leave their fucking house. They were, like, quite literally. And people were going fucking insane, being cooped up. No outside, no interaction with people. Which is why I'm sure it's so fucking hard and why people's mental health are going to shit right now. This is all the stuff on social media. No one knows how to actually interact with people anymore. It's all virtual. Not realizing that it's part of our human nature and psychology that, hey, we need to have a face-to-face interaction. It is better for us to be in a good relationship that can support and help. It's better for our mental... It is better for us to be around people and feed into each other's energy to help lift us up. We were not fucking made to be alone or made to fucking stare at a screen all goddamn day. No, there's definitely power in numbers. <laughs> you know? And people... The, the That's more, why the government keeps us separated. Yeah, the more people that we have in our, in our circle, the more people that can help us get through the, these situations. And honestly, you know, don't forget you guys, you know, Joe is always available for coaching. If you guys need, you know, some help, there's just like a lot of uh, comments internally here that people are having with each other. Oh, gotcha. And you know, that's also that's also a great thing is that you guys can all communicate with each other and help each other out. I, I know I've done that before on videos. Every once in a while I'll make a video of being like, hey, whatever you're going through, whatever's going on, whatever, you know, just drop it in the comments. And mm-hmm. then just scroll through the comments and then just like be there for each other. Let the comments be like just yeah. a little group session. And I had one video actually, I did that and blew the fuck up. It had like 600 some thousand views. And the comments were just going crazy. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, that's what I. That's where social media can be a great thing. How many people we got on watching right now? Uh, right now, there's 15. There's been a lot of people in and out. Yeah. Kind of balances out. Plus, we're not attractive women with big tits, so people are like, <laughs> yeah. Especially this late at night. Yeah, uh, Kimberly, um, you can reach out to Joe or myself. Uh, you can just message me directly. Or you can reach out to Joe. Um, his link is in the bio. So feel free to reach out to him. Chaz, you got that covered, it looks like. But, um, yeah, so I, pre- I pretty much think we, we covered it. Like, how you get there, kind of what happens, how to kind of... Yeah, and I guess the biggest thing is don't be afraid to be vulnerable. 
don't be afraid to cry. And honestly, crying is a, re a release. It's, it's allowing your body to eliminate that stress and anxiety. And I don't know, we all cry ugly. Um, nobody cries beautifully, okay? We all cry ugly. Just let it happen. Except Brian Reynolds, he cries beautifully. He's a beautiful man. He I mean, is. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that he does that's ugly. Yeah. Cheers to Ryan Reynolds. Absolutely. Um, but uh, just let it out. <laughs> you know, you'll feel better. You know, and it does make a difference. You know, and we always try to hold back the tears. Just stop. Let it out. Just let it. Let it come out. Have you ever seen me cry before? Uh, I've seen you kind of well up a little bit, but never actually cry. Okay, good. <laughs> no, but I've given you a hug. Yeah. You know, a bro hug. You know, those are always good. Physical contact, it makes a, a big deal. Just a simple hug makes someone feel better. Yeah, it, it sucks now that, like, society's made certain things fucking weird. Like, telling your guy friend I love you, give him a hug, fucking... Just kind of, like, being there or whatever. It kind of sucks that, like, certain things in that manner, like... Oh, that's weird. What are you guys doing? Some people are, you know, just saying thank you for uh, the podcast and, and, you know, your videos that it's been supported and it's helped them through some things, so. Good. But expressing feelings is, is never easy. I'll tell you that. It really isn't. But the biggest thing is, is no. like, like you said, <coughs> you don't allow it to get to a point where you punch a wall and break your hand. Do you... Um, Blow up at someone you... And say some shit you probably shouldn't have. And yeah. Someone who probably didn't deserve it. Yeah. Um, you know, as as you feel the emotions, it's good to take it in, in steps and pieces and not hide it. And as long as you address the emotions as they come, it won't build up to that explosive major event. Yeah. Like, like a major natural disaster, you know, like a volcano just erupts. Look at all the damage a volcano can cause. Yep. It's because it got and it built up all that pressure and it finally just had to release. So take it in chunks, take it in stride, work on things as they come and take them in smaller bits and pieces and it'll be a lot easier in the long run and I think you'll end up having a much better mental health and a much better outlook as you go forward. Mm -hmm. you know, I also understand that it's not that life eventually gets better, it's just, no, you just get stronger. As you go through life situations and you learn how to handle it and adapt to whatever, it's not like life is getting easier, it's just, no, you're being more aware of the situation, you're learning how to deal with things better, you're learning how to overcome things better. You may have a better support system, maybe better skills, a better mindset. So, you know, I, I think it's always kind of irritating, like, when is life ever going to get easier? Take it from me. It fucking doesn't. It doesn't. It really fucking doesn't. Yeah. This dude witnesses it on the daily. It's, <laughs> I, and it's never anything small either, I swear to God. It's always something like just almost life-changing. I mean, fuck, I've moved three times in the past year. Yeah. I like, think we've helped stabilize some things here for you. Some things. Some things. But that's a start, is you stabilize some, some things, right? You tackle these things, and now once those are stabilized, now you can tackle these. Mm -hmm. Because if you try to tackle all of them at once, you're overwhelmed. It creates so much more stress, so much more anxiety. And we've covered this in a previous podcast. Yeah. And then if you pair that with it, bad coping habits. Yeah, you, you take it in chunks. You stabilize these. 
And that eliminates a lot of stress and makes things a lot better and easier to deal with over here. And then once you tackle these, then you look down the road and you say, okay, what other shit do I need to tackle? Because mm -hmm. things are always going to keep coming. So, you know, take them in bits and pieces and it's much easier to handle things one at a time mm -hmm. rather than try to tackle everything. Yep. Yeah. I think good ending uh, ending statement is, you know, check up on your friends. You know, you, even if you talk to them every day, just like randomly spot check. Hope you're doing right. Is anything going on? I'm here. Talk to me. You know, check up on them. Or if you're going through it, don't be afraid to reach out. Or, you know, if you do feel yourself getting to that point, find an outlet. Find someone to talk to. Don't let it. Try your best. Can't say don't let it because sometimes it just happens but be mindful be mindful and be very careful about letting it out on someone that probably didn't like deserve it yeah you have any closing thoughts no i just want to say thank you to the uncrowned kingdom of people those of you that follow and like and share um you know help grow our community um, because the more people that we can reach out to and the bigger our community is, the more people that can also uh, assist, whether it's through a live, it's through messages. And, uh, you know, mental health is not getting any easier nowadays. Things are only getting more difficult. So the more that we can spread our message and help others, um, the better off we'll all be. So Yeah, guys are just getting more lonely, more depressed. It's just So whatever little bit that we can do to help, by all means. So guys, thank you so much for watching. Like, share, follow the podcast. I'll try to get this up and edited as fast as I can. It'll be on Apple Play, Spotify, or thank you guys for tuning in. But other than that, stay positive, stay motivated, stay on crowdfuckers.